Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So, you read right. JP Morgan and BlackRock, everyone's two favorite financial entities, <laughs> announce a huge new partnership. Let's shoot right over to Zero Hedge and check this out. JP Morgan debuts tokenization platform. BlackRock among key clients. And this is authored by Prescient Ja. Apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, he or she is with Cointelegraph.com, and this is via Zero Hedge. The tokenized collateral network, they're calling this the TCN, enables the conversion of traditional assets into digital assets and makes way for faster and more secure on-chain settlements. So the, the people that are kind of neck deep in crypto and Bitcoin and whatnot, not all of them, not all of them. Some of them, see, some of them see this as just this great step forward that all these financial institutions are adopting their technology. And I tend to see it differently. <laughs> I see it much differently. So first and foremost, let's remember that all a CBDC is, is a unified ledger, right? And it is true that JP Morgan and BlackRock are now using this uh, distributed ledger technology here. Um, or excuse me, are using blockchain. Ah, darn it. Man, I hate zero head sometimes. So they're using blockchain. And what they're doing is they're collateral, they're, they're tokenizing collateral. And then they're settling the transactions using that collateral, using the tokenized collateral on the blockchain. I'm going to make sure I get my terminology correct here. So they're not using their own ledger for this. So that's the good news. The bad news is this is the next step in pushing the technology forward to where it's a much easier transition to a unified ledger that instead of being on the blockchain is now, let's just say, on the Fed's balance sheet. That's that's my biggest concern there because all of the privacy concerns that we're all very aware of when it comes to a central bank digital currency, the issuance of debt based on narrative instead of uh, merit, the big brother stuff, the draconian, the authoritarian, the, the tyrannical uh, use of the money supply. It's all possible only if we get this ledger unified. So what they're doing right here, you see, it's very clever that they're unifying it onto a ledger. It's not their own ledger. It's just the blockchain. It's just so in other words, what's happening is they're taking these units of collateral, whatever they are, and they're tokenizing it and then they're trading it back and forth as far as ownership on the blockchain. That's the bottom line. That's what's happening here. And like Jim uh, uh, Jim Grant, one of my favorites, always says that Wall Street has the tendency to take a good idea and turn it into a very, very bad idea. So I can see why this gains efficiencies. I can see why this could be a good idea. In fact, whenever you centralize things, there's always going to be efficiencies. That's one of the main arguments that the uh, BIS has, as an example, for this global unified ledger. So it's, it's not just, oh, well, there's no upside to it. Yeah, there's always upside that you have to acknowledge. But that's not what's important. What's important here is doing a cost-benefit analysis 
and asking, does this put us on a very slippery slope that we don't want to be on? You know, it reminds me a lot of when I first started this channel and we were talking about the medicine mandates with the cerveza sickness. And I use the example going all the way back to my memory serves me right, 1905. And this was, uh, I believe, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. You guys can fact check me on that if you want to in the chat. And this was the, the, the first time that the Supreme Court uh, issued a ruling on whether or not you can, um, and it wasn't forcing someone to do a medicine back then. It was simply fining them. But then we fast forward to roughly 1927, and this was Buck versus Bell, and that's basically when they made eugenics and forced sterilization legal in the United States. Yes, that was done by our U.S. Supreme Court. We made eugenics and forced sterilization legal. And they did this using, under the guise of that decision in 1905. And my whole point there is that decision in 1905, at the time, may have seemed very benign. And so, oh, what's the big deal? Oh, you you George Gammon types on YouTube and your tinfoil hat. You're always fear-mongering. This is nothing. So, so what? We find some guy 20 bucks because he didn't... In, in, inject the, the the medicine. Who cares? It's not going to lead to anything. Sure enough, 20, 20 years later, that leads to eugenics being legalized in the United States. That's my concern here. That's, in fact, what was my concern with the lockdowns during the Cerveza sickness. It's not just about the lockdowns. It's about giving the authoritarians this type of power. And where does that put us in five years, 10 years, 15 years? I mean, we should be asking those questions right now around misinformation, disinformation. Look at the Patriot Act, going back to 2001. Look at where that took us as far as a lack of privacy, the NSA, uh, FATCA, TSA, all of these things that we now have to deal with. So my point here is, although initially this does seem like a very good idea, and it absolutely adds to efficiencies. It will absolutely add to, let's say, dollar liquidity that could be very needed, especially in times of recession. But that's not the major question. The major question is, does this put us on the path to tyranny? Does this put us on the path to a central bank digital currency? Does this get the players acclimated to using this type of system? Then they just take the system from the blockchain straight over to the new superior blockchain. And this is, of course, how they'd sell it. That's on the Fed's balance sheet or in control of the treasury, or in control of the government. I mean, you know what's going to happen. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that, but my guess is they move everything over there. They get everyone acclimated to this, all the players, and then they have some sort of false flag event <laughs> using blockchain and say, oh, we can't use that anymore. Oh, no, no way. That's just for terrorists. That's just for criminals. That's just for money launderers. Oh, no, absolutely not. For your secure, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. The blockchain is a great idea. It's an incredible invention, but it just needs to be supervised by the central planners. I mean, it's it's not because it gives us all the power. It takes away your privacy. Uh, absolutely not. It, we're doing this for your own for your own good. And this is for the greater good. This is for your own safety and security. You see, that's how they'll. In, in my opinion, that's how they'll push this or sell this to the general public moving forward. And this could be, could be the very first step.
So again, just so you understand the plumbing, what's going on here, they're taking collateral, let's say even a 10-year treasury or a one-month treasury, three-month, whatever, T-bill. And instead of that T-bill going on to uh, and having to be reconciled with multiple ledgers, it's tokenized. And then that token is traded on the blockchain from one entity to the next entity. And this is managed, I guess, by JP Morgan. And their first customer that did this is, of course, BlackRock, which doesn't make me any more confident that this is not a slippery slope or something, you know, the puppeteers behind the scenes pulling the strings. I, I don't know if it's any coincidence that uh, it's JP Morgan and BlackRock. But uh, regardless, I guess JP Morgan is in charge of this initial transaction with BlackRock where they took that form of collateral, turned it into a token, and then the basically instead of having to use multiple ledgers, they're using the blockchain as the one unified ledger, um, very similar to what the BIS report was talking about, except in this case, it's decentralized. And in the future, I think they're going to try to transition this into something that's not just centralized, but controlled by the global elite. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.